This is the Midlife Motorheads Podcast. Listen in as we talk about our automotive adventures in the shop, on the road, and at the track. So climb on in, tighten those belts, and let's go for a ride. We are the Midlife Motorheads. And now... Broadcasting from Motorhead Central, somewhere in the Carolinas, is the hosts of the show, Gene and Trotty. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 19 of the Midlife Motorhead Podcast. It's been a minute, but you know how it is. You want to play, you got to pay, so we got to work and earn some money so we can pay for this uh, fun habit that we have. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Episode 19, that has us caught up through, what, a year ago? (laughs) Oh, man. If if we were doing these things on time? Yeah, early spring. Early spring. Last episode, we actually talked with Blue Offit with the Silver State Challenge Classic. Um, We wanted to go there. That was actually not too long ago. I believe they ran that event in September. Um, It was a long haul for us. Uh, Fuel was going to be... Uh, it just didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to uh, spend all that time and money to to pull a car all the way out there, and um, you know, while the hotel and food and things like that might have been sort of incidental, and it would have been worth it. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you know, gosh, we were looking at fuel being, I don't know, four, five, well, five or six, maybe seven dollars a gallon, mm-hmm. and that just it didn't make any sense. Maybe. Maybe it made sense to get there, but on the way back, I think we'd be lamenting it uh, uh, greatly that we spent that much money uh, on just on fuel. But you know, in the meantime, we did uh, we did get back on the track with the uh, the Crown Vic, which was great, right? We had that CMP race that we decided we would spend our time and effort to do that. And I don't know, I was pretty excited. We brought a new driver on board, and actually two drivers on yep. board, and. Um, we won't talk about the young gentleman who outran everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that God. kid was a hot shoe, was he not? How, did, how does somebody get in our car and and outrun us? You know, a second a lap. I, a, I, I, oh, I know what it is. What? He didn't care, right? He didn't care. <laughs> he didn't build the car. He didn't spend all those hours putting a thing together. He just ran the heck out of it. And what the crazy thing was, he was like what two or three seconds faster than us, and the car was broken. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. lost the uh, bolt on the uh, sway bar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm of I'm of the belief that the bolt was never in the sway bar because I think that um, we actually took it out to to weigh the car to corner weight the car. But anyway, yeah, the story was that um, at speed the car would not turn left, and um, the track that we ran at there's there's a few fairly high speed left-hand corners and the car just went straight, which is just, just horrible. Yeah. I was still pretty proud with the, uh, the old crown Vic. It ran, I mean, that was the first time we ran that four valve motor. Uh, it seemed to do pretty well. Um, the handling was a little bit off. We tried to make some adjustments with air pressures. We never did really hit it right, but overall, you know, Saturday, I think the car ran pretty well. Yeah, and for for folks listening, both of you, uh, the, <laughs> the issue was that uh, Saturday we we fought the car the entire time mm-hmm. because, as, as Trotty's mentioned here, the 
front sway bar bolt was was off and uh, the car just would not turn and um you know the challenge is we do have front and rear sway bars and if if you have no sway bars that's one thing but to have a rear sway bar and no front sway bar it just makes the car uh, not able to turn especially at high speeds and like i said the car was was really a handful um but uh, the race we did was was two two days saturday and sunday mm-hmm. and um we, we finally figured out uh saturday after the uh, the, ra- the they threw the checkers on saturday we pulled the car back in the garage and figured out that we'd lost this bolt and we got that all worked out. And then Sunday morning, we were looking for, we're looking for great things out of the car, but, um, that wasn't to be. Nope. Uh, well, Saturday afternoon, we also realized the, uh, when we popped the hood, the, the belt was all frayed up. You remember? So yeah. we looked mm-hmm. at the, the idler pulley was starting to come apart um, ran up to the parts store, got a new idler pulley, pulley, put it on, put a new belt on. Um, the idler pulley was a little bit bigger than the one we had on there slightly. It wasn't much, but, um, the new belt, uh, was kind of tight and I went out, I was first one Sunday morning and went out and I felt like the power steering went out on me. Remember I radio in and made like three more laps and things started to feel kind of tight. And by lap number seven, um, it was over. Yeah. We were in the pits kind of watching because we want to see if your times were going to pick up because now the car, you know, we thought was going to be handling so much mm-hmm. better. And I remember you went down to turn one and, and, and turn, turn left and kind of went out of sight, but you left this big trail of white smoke behind mm-hmm. you. I turned to the other two drivers, I said that that just doesn't look right. <laughs> nope. And then uh, they they threw a, a caution flag because the uh, they were out there trying to pull you out of the out of the sand, and 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 it was done. Yep, it was done, and we tore the motor down. Come to find out, uh, the uh, oil passage on the pickup tube was completely blocked, um, and we actually broke the the chains that turned the the double overhead cam snapped it. Yeah. So uh, well, we're going to try to salvage it. Hang on. I'm, I'm keeping score here. So mm-hmm. you were driving the motor blew up, right? So I was. Okay. one motor trotty. All right. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a terrible thing. And like a lot of things were going on. We, we the car's got a bad belt. It's got a clogged pickup tube. Um, the engine started to engulf itself and actually, burn the aluminum in the head. So mm-hmm. we got a real mess on our hands. I tell you, Trotty, I, you know, I, I want to go back to Daytona one more time. At least I think it'd be a blast. And I still say we, we put one of those junkyard LS motors in the car with a turbo. We don't care about class. We just go out and we just run our own times and, and, ha- and have a blast. So that's my vote. We go back to Daytona in April with, with actually, we got the 4.8 liter motor sitting in your garage that came out of my pickup truck. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's we an 80,000 mile motor, man. Let's just yeah. put that boy in there. Well, it's like transmission we'll have to come up with because it's not going to bolt up to a Ford transmission. We can I don't sell know. Transmission. I mean, we could sell that transmission and get probably what we got in it out of it. I mean, that, that shouldn't be that big of a deal. And maybe 
you know, maybe we lose a little bit of money on the transmission, but yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I don't want to dump too much more in it. Um, we've been having so much fun with the, the Cadillacs recently, but, um, but I would like, I would like to do it again. Uh, it, it's something about just competing with, you know, 80 other cars out there. There's always somebody to race with. Yeah. A lot of them are faster than us, but you can always find somebody. Yeah, it was fun to race with because there's so many classes out there. And what we're talking about is a champ car, mm-hmm. the champ car series. And uh, going back to Daytona would be, I think, a lot of fun, even if we, we were in the um, extreme class. Uh, and yep. I think yep. we, we can probably get Jimmy on board with that one. Yeah. Maybe yep, one other might. driver Yeah, so that would take care of our driver situation. But uh, I do want to go back there. And then, you know, the 4.8, you know, you could up your score to two. You could blow that motor up too, and we'd be great. Yep. Well, I'd rather <laughs> do it with with those than my Cadillac, <laughs> but that's probably coming. Yeah. But, well, you know, had, had we had we had the four eight in there with the turbo and blew that engine up, it's just another junkyard motor. But what we're facing with that four valve is a very costly rebuild. Yep. And that's that's what kind of we set that aside. But we got we got I don't know. I want to say we got back on track, right? So we took the killer V's uh, back to the track and uh, we went to Savannah. Yep. Savannah was great. Yeah. Haven't been to Savannah since I ran the old uh, black 968. And that's been four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of your first DEs. You yeah. were down here with NASA, a completely different group from Champ Car. Yep. And, um, I don't know. I like, I liked Savannah, you know, and then we went uh, a few months later, we went and just recently we went to CMP over in Kershaw, South Carolina. Yep. Nice. I liked Savannah more mm-hmm. than I did CMP because while our cars are nearly identical, mm-hmm. I was faster at Savannah. Yeah, you were. But I like that one better. <laughs> I think I was a second faster than you. In yeah, Savannah. I think you were. Yeah. But I was a little nervous, you know, being, haven't been there in a while. Yeah. The freshly yeah. paved track. I think it was only been paved a few months. So, uh, it was fast. It was them Cadillacs were fast, buddy. We yeah. were, we were pushing what, 140 on that straightaway? Uh, 139.8, I think was the fastest that we were running the track. So it was kind of, or the top speed yeah. and a very long front straight. But that was, it was a lot of fun. So, I mean, if it you could th- be back on track, it is. Think about that though. Think about this for a second. When we ran Daytona in 2019, I guess it was, 2018, 2019, with the Crown Vic, we were tickling 150 miles an hour on a two and a half mile, basically oval track. So here we are at Savannah, and yes, it does have the longest straightaway in the southeast on a closed circuit track. Um, I'm not sure how long it is, like 3,000 feet or something like that. But 140 miles an hour, so 10 miles an hour less, without yeah. all that momentum like we had at Daytona. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty impressive. Well, I think what's impressive is you got to really slow down to make that first right hand turn. Boy, do you! <laughs> at Daytona, you could just kind of like coast, right? Yep. You could coast down that speed. Uh, it's it's a very different situation, but I don't. Uh, I'm kind of sold on the the whole uh, CTSV program, MT. and um, I kind of baited you here a little bit, and you didn't you didn't take the bait. Oh no, I know. Yeah, I, I, 
You were faster at CMP. Yeah, I, I got you by a couple seconds. You know what was really funny though? It was one. It was one second. It was one second. You that's, were one second faster. That's all it takes, though. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But I was faster at Savannah. But, so, and I remember, like at three o'clock in the afternoon, we had like a big, big break between our sessions, and we're like, "Hey, man, yeah, the go kart track's open now. We, we should go do some go go karts." Well, you know, I broke my arm on a yard cart. Like years ago, so I'm not I'm not a big fan of go karts. And you used to race them years ago, and you kept saying, "Come on, man, let's go do the go karts. Let's go do the go karts." Because you are a racer in go karts, and you knew you were going to be faster than me on the go kart. That's the only reason. Admit it. No, I, I think I think seat time <laughs> is seat time, and and I think the other thing that you know become, becomes part of the equation is when you're running with a five or eight horsepower motor, um, the other guy carrying around 20 more pounds, that makes a difference. Oh. That makes a difference there, pal. That's so why, so that's, why I was three, that's why I was three seconds faster than you on a go-kart. We can go back and we can throw we can throw a bag of cement in your cart along with you, and we'll see. We'll just see how fast And I are. finished third out of, uh, I think there was 10, 10 carts. I think I started what sixth or eighth and finished? Yeah, there third. was a few children out there as well with us. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I remember these kids. <laughs> I know, I know that toothpick passed me, but uh, yeah, and that one kid was fast. Yeah, he Got was you. fast, but that was fun. Um, and I bet you he was fifteen or twenty pounds lighter than you. Oh yeah, at least I've never done that. I've never been on a road go kart, and and they are a lot of fun. Yeah, they yeah, are. They are. They, they so, really are. And it's I think it's a a good learning experience. Um, you yep. learn some control. I mean, obviously, you know, tremendous difference in weight between a 4,000 pound, uh, CTSV and I don't know what those carts weigh at a hundred pounds maybe, but you still have that, that correction that when you start to slide, you have to correct a little bit and it's throttle control and brake and, um, yeah. you, you learn a lot. You really do. So, yeah. Um, well, the, the pros use them, right? Yeah. The F1 yeah. guys practice in, in go-karts, shifter carts. Yeah. Another thing I thought was fun at CMP was the uh, the skid pad was open, and we yes, took, we had, we had took your car pad. and my car. Um, learned a little bit there. Um, yep, yeah, they're good. They're good for car control. And and again, if you're listening and you don't know what a skid pad is, it's basically just a big circle, and you, you kind of ride around in circles. And uh, there's a couple of things that you might want to do there is to kind of tune your vehicle to uh, see how fast you can go around the corner or um, what I was doing, what I like to do is kind of get the car a little out of sorts, get a little sideways and then see what it takes to get the car back corrected to, to continue around the corner. Yeah. So, yeah. I was riding, I was riding with you and I could tell you were steering the car by the throttle. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun, but I'm looking forward to, to upgrading my, um, my suspension package, right? You got a little ahead of me and went out and bought the uh, the coilover kit and I'm still on stock springs. So that's my excuse. <laughs> I don't know. Once I make the investment in the uh, suspension, if you're still faster than me, I don't know what the excuse is going to be after that. But um, You're 20 pounds heavier than me. That's what it is. I know. We'll to, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just keep piling lead in your car until until I'm faster. But that that's funny. Um, I sold... <laughs> You know, I was going to put the lowering springs on the car and kind of stay with the, the stock shocks, but mm-hmm. um, I bought those those springs and, and sold them. In fact, um, this morning I met the guy that, that bought them from me, a real nice guy named AJ. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it was funny because I, I met him on the interstate. We, we met at this truck stop to do the exchange. And um, I was my car was just sitting there. And since he's got a, a CTSV and he's kind of new to the to the mark, he, he um, was asking me questions about the car. And I walked over and started up and it was just sitting there idling. And this guy comes flying around the corner, holding this little kid. He's like, what is in this thing? What What is that? <laughs> it's uh it still it still gets a lot of uh a lot of looks a lot of questions i had that one guy a few weeks ago asked me if it was the new dodge challenger but uh dodge charger <laughs> yeah dodge charger like uh no uh it's it's got timeless looks the the first generation ctsv i think is very timeless the it's got nice lines uh it's not real curvy it's got little sharp edges to it but it's it's a good looking car yeah, the Damn, sharp edges. It handles so good too, man. Damn, that's a good handling car. Yeah, you were talking about styling. Jerry McClarkson from Top Gear said that it was designed by a man that had nothing but a pencil and a ruler. Yeah, <laughs> all the lines are just straight, right? Yeah, pretty it, much. It is a good looking car. I think it is fairly timeless. And you know, when we bought them, they were a bargain, right? Yeah. And I, I think the prices are coming down now. So again, anybody who's listening and wants to kind of jump in. Uh, like this guy AJ, we were talking. I talked about just a second ago. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's measuring that. You know, do I want to drag race the car or do I want to go road racing? So we're looking for him to do some road racing with yeah. us, maybe. Yeah, we got a few few fellows out there in the road racing community. Uh, most of the folks in this CTSVs, uh, first gen, second gen, they all drag racing. But um, um, the car was built originally for road racing in the Nuremberg. Um, Nuremberg, yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Um, it, it no, Tony, is, I think it, I think it held the um, the record for a sedan until the Porsche Panamera came along mm-hmm. and unseated it. But it it was just a great platform. Um, I like to call it the crew cab Corvette, right? The four door Corvette. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically yeah. had the yeah. same motor as the Z06 and No4, and it's got the Tremec six speed and the big Brembo. Rear. Yeah, the big Brembo brakes on it, which is a huge plus. Yeah. So, because um, that's it's got some weight to to uh, to stop, um, which both of our of us need to work on that. We need to lighten up our cars. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to remove door cards, interior seats, headliner. Uh, I'm actually thinking of uh, taking the radio stuff in the trunk. I don't know if you if you ever seen it, but there's like a there's an amplifier back there. Yeah. The um, the little box for the you call it the OnStar system is back there. I mean, it's not much, but hey, you know, pound here, pound there, it all adds up. Yeah, it it, it sure does. And we need some lightweight wheels too. Yeah, yeah we we need uh we need more money. <laughs> yeah, That's what we, need. we need some money. Um, speaking of money and uh, getting better, um, the um, the Garmin catalysts have been just tremendous. Yeah, they are. They're they're a little they're a little pricey, but I mean. It's a great coach. I mean, it, they've nailed it when they said that this is a, a, an electronic coach. Yeah. It works really well. So I, I think it's it's good advice that if you want to get fast and uh, really get to the uh, potential of your car, mm-hmm. that having that, that Garmin Catalyst there is um, well, it's less expensive than hiring a coach, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You go through the DE program at, at NASA and – you know, you get coached along the way and then it's just seat time. And with this catalyst sitting there talking to you the entire time, it's, it's, it's pretty good. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, 
again, having a, a really good, uh, 2023 season. Yeah, me too. And, uh, as soon as we can get you signed off and we move to TT, then you know, I think we can have a lot of fun and, and be in a situation where we're actually, you know, work, working against the clock and other people working against the clock. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So TT is time trial. You did that years ago, right? In the, uh, I had a 944 S. Uh-huh. It was the uh, 16 valve, two and a half liter Porsche 944. Mm-hmm. And it was a great car. It really was. Do you remember what class you were running? I don't. I think they changed the classifications because then it was by car and now it's by power to weight ratio. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was outclassed. There was, there were cars in my class because mine was older and there were some newer cars that were sticking in there. I don't know, Trotty. I think I was running against like um, Honda S2000s and things like that, which, mm-hmm. you know, the 944 was old platform and, and heavier. And there's a lot of plus, plus that I lack the talent. So that, that made me slow too along the way. <laughs> well, so, so what do you like about time trial over like door to door with champ? I mean, what is it that appeals to you? Champ is great. Um, the door handle door handle is extremely exciting. And when we're doing it with like the crown Victoria, um, you know, if you go back and watch the video from the, the Saturday that we were running pretty hard, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's that one guy that went into uh, the turn to the left of me, left-hand turn, mm-hmm. he dive bombed me, and I knew another car was coming, and he was going to get slammed in the back, and he did. And, you know, I just had to time it to drive around him. That's a lot of, that's a lot of drama. And, you know, if the Crown Vic gets wrinkled up a little bit, you know, we don't care as much, but – you know, you start leaning on the Cadillacs and that's just going to be, you know, they're so nice to begin with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start banging them up. And the time trial people, they're going to give you a wide berth, right? They're going to say, hey, I'm trying to run my best lap because we're all running against the clock mm-hmm. and you're trying to run your best lap. So people spread out a little bit. They're not ag- aggressively trying to take the inner line in a corner or run around you in a corner or dive bomb you, they, they don't do that. They stay away from you. So the likelihood that you're going to wrinkle a car up in time trials is greatly reduced. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the camaraderie, the let me help you help me, you know, all those kinds of, you know, uh, pit uh, conversations and, and you just, you know, general, I don't know, I guess you'd call it fellowship. It all exists in, in time trials like, like anywhere else. I'm sure – People are keeping secrets here and there, but you know, it's kind of hard to keep a secret on the track. Somebody's going to tell somebody else. So you're always just trying to like beat your best lap. So say like we had, we go one weekend and you lay down, you know, whatever, a one forty eight. The next event that you go to, maybe it's a couple months. You, I mean, you're trying to beat that or hit the same mark. Well, you know, you're, you're looking for your, your, your best lap at any track, right? Mm-hmm. Especially since it's like lap by lap that you're looking at, not certain, you know, how you did in the race or, you know, door handle, door handle racing, you can throw a lap away and make it up later on when somebody else makes a mistake. But, you know, it's really that individualized, how fast can I go around this track? And you're competing with other people. Maybe the weather's different. And if you ran a 148 last time, you're not, there's just no way you can run 148 this time, mm-hmm. but everyone else is running a 153 and you run a 153 or a 54 or 52 or whatever. 
So you you are competing against other folks, but you know your platform is probably a little different if you're running a different car. You know, essentially, it is different. You know, we we're running. You know, we'll be running against some guys in Corvettes, for instance, because they'll be the same power to weight ratio if they weigh the same or they're detuned or whatever. Right. So, you know, they, they've got some obvious advantages. Cadillacs have narrow tires compared to a Corvette. The suspension's not as sophisticated as like a C6 or something like that. So, you know, there's those differences, but hey, it's all good fun. And a uh, data track is just, and, you know, for some, it's very relaxing. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, certainly, you know, uh, Jim puts on a great show. Oh, yeah. Yep, at NASA. Yep. Um, actually, it's probably more his wife than, than him. <laughs> I think he's <laughs> just out there, there having fun. <laughs> yeah. He, whenever you ask him a question, he tells you to go find his wife. So. Yeah, go find Julie. <laughs> go find Julie. Yeah. <laughs> that's his great. famous words. Go find Julie. Uh, but, but yeah, that's a good group of people. Um, been with them for what, like five years now, or I have. And you see the same, the same face. There's a few new faces every once in a while. Um, well, come and go. Yeah. yeah. What I like about the, the, the whole, uh, NASA program, you got like the mid Atlantic guys will, will come down yep. or like the Florida chapter comes up and same for us. Like if we want to go run VIR, I mean, we just sign up under the Mid-Atlantic and we get to run with those guys. Um, yeah. And that's I something think, I definitely want to do. I think in the last couple of years, hasn't Jim gone to Daytona? Hasn't he taken the Southeast yeah, already? Yeah, he did. Um, I think, did he do it last year? He did do an October run down there. They call it Oktoberfest. Um, they did, but they did put Rockingham back on the schedule, which we ran it once. It was okay but that's a like lot of concrete and steel in that place <laughs> and plus it was they just repaved it right so they're in the middle of repaving it now right I think. now and yeah that the, the surface is just like a cheese grater it just yeah. was horrible on tires yeah um you know i'm sure we'll go back there try it again um i'm just a little i'm a little apprehensive about that whole thing but yeah. anyways but, you know, Toddy, it's um, it's been good catching people up uh, with where we've been in the last couple of months. Oh yeah. Just a reminder: it, anybody can do this. You don't have to have a fast car. You don't have to have a lot of money. If you want to get out on a track, learn how to drive your car better. Start with the DE. If you know you catch the bug and you can, you know, you get the budget for it. You know, maybe you start to look at time trials or the door handle, door handle racing. Champ car is great. There's other, you know, there's other uh, forms of racing. Lemons race can even be a lot of fun if, if you want to kind of take. Um, they're not as serious, right? They're, they're, they yeah, they uh, have, they have a good time. There's no doubt they like they have a good. They time. They definitely have a good time. But it's very well run. The the yep. as far as the the staff, the organization itself, very yep. well run. There is very professional. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, this is this is grassroots motorsports. It's what it is. Yep. And just just minor upgrades, you know, minor upgrading brake pads or whatever, and just go have fun. And and so Trotty, I mean, it's, it's kind of our motto, right? Get off the couch and go build something. Go build something. Build that car. Get ready to go to the track and uh, and have a great time. Absolutely. Well, Gene, listen, man, it's a good episode. Um, we're going to get back on track. I mean, we've got some people lined up that we want to interview. 
Uh, yep. Some interesting folks um, in in NASA. Uh, maybe sprinkle in some NASCAR stuff. Speaking of NASCAR, I mean, I don't follow NASCAR much anymore, but I tell you what, that was the coolest move I have ever seen. <laughs> yes. Um, that yes. that will definitely go down in history. Ross Chastain riding around the wall on Martinsville. That is, rim. that is a historical uh, an event that will be there forever. Uh, it will be attempted again, but it, it just won't have the meaning like he did. So yep. um, that kind of made me pull me back into the NASCAR a little bit, a little made bit. Curious if nothing else. <laughs> hey, and, and here's a teaser. Here's a teaser. Goodwood. It looks like they're going to Miami in 2024. Oh, I heard about that. And you know, who's going to be there? The midlife motorheads with special guest, Ellie May. Ellie May. Stay tuned. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to the Midlife Motorhead Podcast. Make sure to check out our main website at midlifemotorheads.com and all our social outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.